welcome to the voice of Dr. Yen. This is your host, Dr. Liman Yen. So this week we definitely have a lot of news. Want discuss with you. And、uh, for example, everyone knows that Xi Jinping, the dictator from Communist China, now is in San Francisco、uh, for the APEC conference. And to welcome him, San Francisco magically become a clean city. There is no homeless people. There is no drug users, and the street become amazingly clean. Also, when we see the photos, you will say, "Wow, so many Chinese flags all over the street with people with slogans welcome." Great leadership, Xi Jinping to the United States. I mean, of course, there are a lot of discussion on it on social media, and people are talking about how could Xi Jinping is magically powerful to change San Francisco. And、uh, yeah, we know that the governor of California, Newsom, just came to China, just finished his, I mean, went for visit. With Xi Jinping and CCP for several days, and he got well treated in China. So yeah, this could be a fair、uh, treatment after that, according to Newsom and his team. So I guess California people are the one have the best reason to ask your governor, ask your local government that why Xi Jinping could change. Your cities like that in such a short period, and is there anything else Xi Jinping and CCP promised Newsom and his team that we don't know? Ah,、uh, by the way, I came from China, so it's very interesting that when I see the photo of San Francisco, certain street full of Chinese flag and slogan in Chinese to welcome Xi Jinping, it make me remind that. Towns, cities in China during the Chinese National Day, October first, and at that time, because every year、uh, the local government need to show how loyal they are to the Chinese Communist Party, and they show that everyone is grateful to be ruled, be controlled by Chinese Communist Party, and that's why.、Uh, The government will spend a lot of money to decorate the street, especially downtown area, using national flags and slogans. And the slogans usually will be like,、uh, "Our motherland is our mom." Without CCP, without our good life, and everyone loves CCP. All like this. And these years, because Xi Jinping becomes only one voice. In China, he's a pure dictator. So the slogan also includes that: follow Xi Jinping's thoughts, listen to Xi Jinping's words. We will have great life, or like this. And I never thought that one day I would see such photo in a big city in the United States. I even have some photos that I really want to show to you, and maybe I will show it in the. Article following this broadcast that if you compare the cities、uh, during the National Day in China versus the San Francisco downtown with Chinese flag, it's really not easy for you to distinguish immediately which one is in China and which one is in the United States.
Okay, so um, that's not the point we want to discuss in this episode. Anyway, uh, you just need to remember that for Xi Jinping, for CCP, definitely they want to see the Chinese national flag and CCP's flag and the slogan to praise Xi Jinping everywhere in the United States one day. And if you don't want it happen in the United States, around you, in your community, in the soon future, then we must do something against that. So what's the main topic I want to discuss in this episode? I say... Remember, we talk about the Chinese illegal and mysterious biolab in an abandoned warehouse in California. We have done several episodes talking about that. And actually, back to August, I have wrote one exclusive article uh, combined with my broadcast to talk about very disturbing and suspicious points based on our investigation. Uh, remember, we talked about that there should be no genetic engineering mouse stocked in that warehouse, no matter how they claim that that would be uh, beneficial for the COVID-19 research and mouse were engineered to carry the COVID-19 variant. There was no any reason that a diagnostic lab which claimed to produce the uh, diagnostic kit to COVID and pregnant lady would keep such engineered mouse and for any purpose, unless the illegal, unethical purposes. And we also have talked about that there were over 30 medical grade freezers as well as hundreds of gallons of the unknown or dangerous medical samples, pathogens, including HIV, TB, HBV, dengue, uh, malaria, whatever. So many things, over 20 types of the infectious pathogens uh, samples discovered in that lab and how they come to the United States and why. Also, we've talked about that. Uh, we have done our own research and we have obtained a lot of astonishing evidence that the actual controller of this company, Jesse Zhu, Zhu Jiabei, a Chinese-Canadian citizen, he was not a simple, common individual. Instead, he has owned a whole business empire which uh, covered Canada, China, United States, and even South Korea and Australia. So clearly, based on his business and based on the range of his business, as well as his not real records on the court that he has stolen the American intellectual properties, which worth over $8.5 million. Altogether, this is definitely not a sloppy lab, and this is strongly connected with Chinese Communist Party. And in the interview by Dr. Zhu with me, after that, I have told the audience clearly that I don't think this lab is just a warehouse. I believe this lab is more about the important hub in CCP's broad illegal network in the United States, which includes spies in legal labs and organizations somewhere else. So the update comes now, 
and I want to share it with you. And this is so important and even more shocking than what we have discussed at that time because a lot of new evidence and findings are revealed in a report released by House Select Committee on CCP on November 15th. And that is a very great progress on the investigation of the mysterious Chinese lab. However, however, it also revealed a lot of unacceptable facts that show how weak America is in face of the potential bioterrorism threats and how irresponsible CDC can be when confronted with such public health and national security issues. So on 15th November, when the House Select Committee on CCP reviewed the investigative findings about this biolabs in the report, they also released a video to summarize the whole story. And I think this video is really worthy to watch. So I'm going to play this video here and I will share my opinions and discuss on these uh, issues during the process. And also I want to mention that I really appreciate the bipartisan efforts in the investigation conducted by House Select Committee by the previous House Speaker McCarthy by the congressman in California, Jim Costa, and the local officers in Ridley, California, who spent months of efforts to push the investigation going on. And finally, the problems are exposed in front of everyone. Now let's play the video and talk about it little by little. In December 2022, Code Enforcement Officer Jesslyn Harper noticed a green garden hose sticking out of the side of a warehouse in the small town of Reedley, California. The hose was a clear violation of the city's building code, so Officer Harper showed her badge and entered the warehouse. Inside the vast, dimly lit building, she found laboratory equipment, manufacturing devices, dangerous chemicals, and medical-grade freezers and containment units holding thousands of vials of biological substances. Some of these vials were unlabeled. Some were labeled in Mandarin. Others in a code that no one ever deciphered. Others were in English, but names of pathogens that Officer Parker did recognize, like HIV. The city also found approximately 1,000 transgenic mice, mice used for research of human disease, which biolab workers told them were, quote, genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus. That discovery kicked off a nine-month effort by the city of Reedley to address the public health risk posed by the illegal clandestine Reedley Biolab and to investigate what had happened at that facility and what might have happened if Officer Harper had been less alert. Reedley city officials reached out to relevant law enforcement, public health, and regulatory officials about their shocking discovery. The FBI declined to investigate. The CDC refused to speak to them and, on multiple occasions, hung up on local officials mid-conversation. Finally, frustrated, city officials turned to Representative Jim Costa, their local member of Congress. With Representative Costa's help, Reedley officials finally got the CDC on site. Based solely on reading the labels, the CDC identified at least 20 potentially infectious agents, including many in risk group 2 and 3. Per the CDC, pathogens in risk group 3 are serious or lethal human diseases. Despite the admitted risks, 
The CDC refused to test the samples or examine the unlabeled vials containing what appeared to be pathogens or other biological samples. CDC officials repeatedly requested and even offered to pay for the testing, but the CDC still refused. Bafflingly, the CDC then reached the conclusion that there was no evidence of select agents or toxins and had state and local authorities destroy all the materials pursuant to court order. Subject to this court order, and based on the CDC's refusal to test the samples, city officials eradicated approximately 104 tons of general waste, including complex laboratory equipment and 448 gallons of medical and biological waste. Along the way, local officials who had previously not thoroughly investigated several of the freezers for fear of encountering a dangerous pathogen made a shocking discovery. A freezer labeled Ebola filled with sealed silver bags consistent with how the Reedley Biolab operators stored sensitive biological materials. Ebola has a 25 to 90% lethality rate. The CDC did not find this freezer in its search. When confronted with this fact over email and the absence of Ebola noted in its report, the CDC still said it was not a concern unless the packages themselves were labeled Ebola and would not merit testing before destruction of the evidence. No one will ever know how many answers were destroyed based on the CDC's inaction. Let's stop here first, okay? So, wait, what have we just heard about? CDC repeatedly refused to cooperate with Ridley local officer, even they offered to pay to get CDC's assistance to test, to examine this unknown potential dangerous bioregions and samples and pathogens in the illegal Chinese biolab. And we also heard that FBI declined to investigate it, uh, which I don't know whether it lasts until several months later or it's just uh, at the beginning. But here I just want to emphasize CDC repeatedly hang up the calls from Ridley local officers until finally the congressman Jim Costa has to call CDC to persuade them to assist the investigation. And also, let's see what else we heard about. Ebola, evidence destroyed, unknown things we will never know the results. Come on, I cannot believe it when I initially read the report and watch the video. I have to double confirm it. Why CDC doesn't help anything? Instead, they urge to destroy all the sample, all the evidence which connect to CCP's military civil fusion projects and a CCP's important agents, Jesse Drew. Does it mean CDC was helping Chinese Communist Party and CCP's agents to pose the bio threats against the Americans? Let me just quote what uh, is written in the House report on this. If there is limited capacity, other federal government organizations like Department of Homeland Security or the Department of Defense may have had a means to assist the examination, yet the CDC did not even mention this as a possibility, let alone offer to connect them so that these organizations could conduct their own analysis of whether they could help the community. So 
CDC failed to help the local government initially, and after the Congressman Jim Costa's efforts, CDC just roughly checked some samples, some reagents, and said, okay, according to this label, there are potential at least 20 infectious passengers, including HIV, hepatitis, and uh, SARS-2, as well as uh, malaria and dengue, blah, blah, all these things. And then they even ignored Ebola freezer. I mean, the freezer was labeled as Ebola. And then they even argued after destroyed all these samples that, oh, as long as Ebola didn't label on the package, on the bottles, so we don't even consider it would be Ebola-related container. And the conclusion CDC gave the local government during the investigation was that they insisted there was no evidence of selected agents or toxins. Instead, CDC issued some letters to the biolabs and the actual controller, CCP's agent Jesse Chu, and in the letter, CDC just want to ensure them to know the import permit regulations for importing infectious substances into U.S. and also advise them to gather requirements for possession, use, and transfer of select agents and toxins if the entity decides to possess them. Wow, how polite CDC is. I mean, basically it is like if Israel knows Hamas would attack them, then Israel will issue Hamas the letter to tell Hamas, hey, would you know the regulation? Please uh, base the international law and please inform us before you want to do anything to harm us because you should know that this is our advice, right? Will Israel do this to Hamas? Of course not. But now CDC just so gently inform this illegal lab after they have discovered over 20 types of infectious passages, including very dangerous samples and even a lot of unknown reagent samples. Uh, by the way, they have handled, they have disposed over 1.7 tons, in another word, 447 gallons of the bio-waste from this lab. Imagine how many dangerous reagents or samples could be in all of this ton of the waste. We will never know because CDC, for some reason, I don't know whether they are irresponsible or there's someone corrupted inside or even they have CCP's agents inside, which I won't be too surprised because I know CCP has spent many decades to infiltrate the United States in the very important uh, department and positions. So anyway, now somehow we will never know the results because Jesse Drew Although he was arrested on 20 October, he refused to cooperate or plead guilty to the federal government. And the CDC, the federal agency which people trust to prevent disease, to protect the health, 
failed to investigate the evidence and even helped to destroy the evidence. So why? Why? I mean, let's see what's on CDC's website. I checked the CDC emergency preparedness and response, and there is a topic called bioterrorism agents and disease, and they have three categories of bioterrorism agents and disease. In category A, which is the highest priority, it says the U.S. public health system and primary health care providers must be prepared to address various biological agents, including pathogens that are rarely seen in the United States. High-priority agents include organisms that pose a risk to national security because they can easily be disseminated or transmitted from person to person, result in high mortality rates and have the potential for major public health impact, might cause public panic and social disruption and requires special action for public health preparedness. And the Ebola virus is listed in the category A. And by the way, we don't know whether the other dangerous pathogens listed in category A exist in the Ridley lab or not because everything is destroyed now. Even there is anthrax, or plaque, or smallpox, or marble, Lhasa. I mean, we don't know. CDC, why? Tell us, okay? We also have seen that there is a special office on CDC's website. It's called Coordinating Office for Terrorism Preparedness and Emergency Response. It's called COTPER. And the vision is people protected, public health prepared. It also said, what's the agency's role as public health role expands to new threats? The responsibility of CDC and agency for toxic substances and disease registry remains steadfast to protect people's health. The agency must now guide public health in addressing the dangers posed by chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, and mass trauma terrorist emergencies. Only by doing so will we continue to fulfill our ultimate agency-wide vision and mission. I hope they remember what they have posted on website. And in this case, seriously, what CDC have done is totally failed. And as the House report concluded, this is totally unacceptable. And we have more questions to ask CDC. Who made the decision to ignore the investigation? And how the conclusion of no evidence that this red lab was processing the dangerous and toxic reagents come out? Is this just a misconduction or is there anyone inside CDC in charge of this field, the counter-terrorism field, was compromised by Chinese Communist Party? Or even maybe there is the Chinese Communist Party's agents working inside CDC prevent the investigation and help to destroy the evidence. We won't be too surprised 
if any of that is true, because first the outcomes has shown that CDC's inactions helped Chinese Communist Party help this military civil fusion, which is the weaponized projects against Americans to avoid a lot of accountabilities because of lack of evidence. And we also won't be too surprised because we have known after COVID-19, it spent three years after two million Americans died of COVID-19. Still now, CDC, NIH, this expert, they speak out for Chinese Communist Party and talking about nature origin of the COVID-19 virus, push the unnecessary mandate public policies and even harm Americans more than helping them. Meanwhile, what have been done by these experts have created a lot of obstacles for us to pursue the truth of COVID-19 origin and prevent us to install the measurements which would be really useful against the future such bio-attacks against the United States. By the way, CDC's conclusion, this irresponsible conclusion about uh, no evidence uh, this lab was dangerous, has been quoted by AP News in one article which claims that the investigation on the Chinese illegal Ridley Bound Lab was anti-Asian, anti-Chinese, therefore it should be stopped. So it's hardly to believe that the CDC's conclusion and the CCP's propaganda has no connection. And luckily, that propaganda failed, that anti-Asian, anti-Chinese pretext failed because during COVID-19 pandemic and the investigation of COVID-19 origin, Americans wake up. And uh, this kind of propaganda has already lost the efficiency as CCP expected. However, I do want to tell people that this is really very disturbing, very concerning. And what could we do to prevent this kind of case happen again? And also, would certain CDC staffs intend to help Chinese Communist Party to cover up the suspicious potential about terrorism lab in California or not? So let's have a short break and we will go back continuously talk about this issue. Thank you. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. 
Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk League. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Ye. And in the last section, we've talked about the House Select Committee on CCP has published a report as well as a video to reveal the investigative findings about the Chinese mysterious illegal biolab in Redi, California. And we also have discussed the astonishing, unacceptable inactions by CDC in this case. Now let's continuously listen to the video and see what else they have found. The city remediated the illegal lab's public health risks. The select committee, at the direction of Speaker McCarthy and Congressman Jim Costa, worked with Reedley city officials and issued a subpoena that would allow local officials to provide Congress with documents and evidence. Our investigation revealed a complex connection between the Reedley Biolab's owner and founder, Jaibei Jesse Zhu, and the government of the People's Republic of China. Zhu previously stole millions of dollars of American intellectual property to directly benefit PRC-affiliated companies. Actions that, per his own admissions, were done to further PRC policy and to meet the state demands of the PRC premier. Zhu is a PRC citizen who served as a corporate officer on military civil fusion organizations within the PRC and private organizations affiliated with or partially controlled by the PRC government. Well, in these roles, he traveled to Canada and formed dozens of companies there that engaged in massive theft of American intellectual property from a company, resulting in a $330 million Canadian court judgment against Zhu 
and his co-conspirators in 2016. In private messages on the Chinese application WeChat, Zhu claimed that his fraudulent scheme against the American company would help, quote, defeat the American aggressor and wild, ambitious wolf, and that, while, quote, the law is strong, the outlaw is ten times stronger. When Zhu failed to appear in court after the issuance of the judgment, a judge issued an arrest warrant for civil contempt of court. Zhu then appeared to have entered the U.S. illegally and operated under the false alias David He. So Zhu Jiabei is a CCP's agent for sure. I mean, according to our previous investigation, and we have shared our findings with some American friends involved in this investigation. And we discussed some findings in the previous episode. Actually, I'm the first talking about the relation between Jesse Zhu, CCP, and Ridley Lab, as well as the potential threats against Americans in the English world. And in the report, it has spent 20 pages among total 42 pages to describe Jesse Drew and his not real record and his role in the biolabs in California. So let's say, first, Jesse Drew, Zhu Jiabei, this PRC means People's Republic of China's government-controlled and directed companies in China. And this was also discovered by us during the investigation. And as I said, it's not only based in China, even covered Canada, Australia, South Korea, and of course the United States. As I quote in the report, while living in China in the early 2000s, Zhu served as the vice chairman of a China state-controlled enterprise based in Xinjiang which is called Henan Pioneer Aide Biological Engineering Company Limited, uh, a.k.a. Pioneer Aide China. Communist China government entities exercises a controlling interest in Pioneer Aide China as beneficial owners and shareholders through a series of pass-through joint venture companies, including Henan Investment Group Company Limited, a company involved in military civil fusion for China. Uh, I mean, this is just one example. Actually, if you check his other company and also the business area, which include the immigration service, and that all can tell you his strong connection with CCP government, with the uh, CCP's intelligence and law enforcement department, as well as military. And uh, of course, this kind of huge business emperor based in China has to be backed by CCP government. And that is the common sense in China because Chinese Communist Party controls everything. And if you have the huge business, it means China has to find a way to control your money, control your resources, because in communist China, According to the Constitution, according to CCP's nature, private properties, private wealth won't be protected by law. So that means CCP won't support individuals to develop their own uh, business, to create a lot of wealth, to get involved in a lot of fields, unless 
the business is part of CCP's national strategy. I mean, here means military civil fusion projects. And uh, people like Jesse Zhu are cultivated by CCP as agents and behave as a professional manager of the business in different fields. Like Jesse Zhu has obtained a master's degree in cell biology from one of the top medical school in China. Therefore, his business mainly about either cattle or reproductive technology or the biomedical technology. And of course, he needs to establish other related companies to support the huge business kingdom. It includes the export and import company for shipment and smuggling the illegal materials from China to the other countries. And also it has the offshore companies to facilitate his financial activities among the companies. And also his attitude against America, which was revealed by the video and the report. For example, he has told his co-conspirators, the another Chinese person, that uh, his fraudulent companies would defeat the American aggressor and the wild ambitious wolf. This kind of word not only show he was indoctrinated by CCP, but also shows how he intends to express his loyalty to CCP through the uh, conversation and of course his behaviors. Furthermore, the attitude that Jesse Drew ignored the laws of America and uh, uh, break it for multiple times, uh, including the theft of the intellectual properties and uh, rejected to pay the 330 millions of dollars of compensations to the cattle company in the United States. And also he even changed another name using another identity with the new passports, new uh, ID to go into America again, all shows that Drew has certain unusual confidence about his safety. He doesn't worry about the American uh, law enforcement teams. He doesn't worry that he would be arrested. And he, in the video, he even showed up in front of the local officers during the investigation of the biolabs using the false name David He. And let's see what else happened to David He's false identity. In the United States, he set up a new network of biotech companies with the same PRC national board members, acquired thousands of vials of biological substances, pathogens, medical devices, and equipment found later at the clandestine biolab site in Reedley. To incorporate and administer many of these companies, Zhu turned to an accountant tied to entities associated with the CCP's United Front Work Department. Meanwhile, under the auspices of these companies, Zhu purchased cheap or counterfeit test kits for COVID tests, pregnancy, ovulation, and nutritional deficiencies from the PRC, resold them to Americans as made in USA at a steep markup. None of these relatively straightforward fraudulent activities required the medical equipment, transgenic mice, pathogens, or other biological substances found at the biolab. And keeping these materials were extremely expensive, requiring large warehouses and specialized equipment, including medical-grade freezers. 
to maintain. Meanwhile, Oil Zhu is inexplicably spending a small fortune on an unlicensed and illegal biolab facility. He's also receiving large, unexplained money transfers from PRC bank accounts. More than $2 million of various transfers over a few years. These payments also cannot be explained by his fraudulent scheme, which requires you to pay money to suppliers in China to obtain the counterfeit test kits he fraudulently resold to Americans. On October 18th, 2023, federal agents of the Food and Drug Administration arrested Zhu pursuant to a federal criminal complaint. The complaint alleged that Zhu sold counterfeit or otherwise misbranded test kits and made false statements to federal agents. It is unclear whether federal officials are investigating the broader concerns raised by the pathogens found in the Reedley Biolab. That is what we know so far. Due to the intricacies of Zhu's PRC-based scheme and CDC's failure to test thousands of, quote, potentially infectious agents, we lack the ability to fully answer essential questions. Why would Zhu keep dangerous pathogens for years as a wanted man, despite the extreme cost and risk? How did he obtain apparent samples of the Ebola virus, one of the deadliest pathogens known to man? Or the nature of the large payments coming to Zhu from China? Perhaps more importantly, this investigation raises troubling questions about the state of our nation's biosecurity. How did a wanted man like Zhu operate clandestine biolabs in Reedley and other locations for years while avoiding detection? Why do present laws allow private, and in this case, wholly illegal laboratories like the one in Reedley to purchase deadly pathogens from American laboratories without scrutiny? How did the CDC and the federal government so fundamentally fail this local community? Why did the CDC refuse to test the pathogens before their court-ordered destruction? So in this part that we know, Jesse Drew is a criminal with a lot of criminal records. So let's see what's described in the report. In the report, it listed that Jesse Drew, as a wanted guy, entered the United States and used a license. David He, he applied his driving license and employment authorization card using this name. So clearly he falsified his identities. And he continuously to operate a web of interconnected Communist China and U.S.-based companies for his fraudulent activities. For example, in one of his main companies based in the United States, UMI, during the COVID pandemic period, Zhu failed to apply the EUA of the diagnostic kits. However, he still uh, contacted some uh, manufacturer place in the United States, to produce his kit. And later, when FDA found that the illegal diagnostic kits from UMI in U.S. market, they contacted the manufacturing place to ask them to withdraw all these products. However, according to the court file, that the manufacturing companies claim they never produced so many kits. So, Later on, the investigators found out that Zhu has used UMI to secretly import the China-made, poor-quality, unqualified diagnostic kits to the United States and repacked it and sell it in a higher price in the market, claiming that this was made in U.S. diagnostic kits. And it is just one of his fraudulent activities. However, during the investigation of this fraudulent 
activity. Zhu shut down UMI, claimed it was bankrupted, then opened the PBI, which is now known as the Ridley Biolab in the abandoned warehouse. And in this report, it has revealed that Drew used the same offshore company to send money to both UMI and later PBI. And also, of course, PBI just inherited all the properties and other things from UMI and lied to the local government as well as the federal investigators later on about the real connections among these companies. In the House report, it also emphasized that Juice Lab appears to have contained biological pathogens, medical equipment, and transgenetic moths that had no clear purpose in his fraudulent sale of fake test kit. So first he sells the fake test kits, and then he was found to keep so many unnecessary but very expensive expensive equipment and mouse and reagents in the lab. So of course, this is unexplainable. And this is, one more time, verified what I have uh, analyzed and also provided in the previous broadcast articles as well as interviews. And by the way, here I want to play two short clips of the speeches given by two congressmen in the press on this issue on November 15th. Uh, the first clip was the speech by Congressman Neil Dunn from Florida, and he's also a surgeon, and he explains the transgenetic mouse they found in the Ridley lab. I'm going to explain what that is to people who don't know what a humanized mouse is. It's, it's been genetically modified to mimic a human immune system so that you can test it for your infectious nature in human beings. That's, that's what it is. There is no reason to run these mice except to either create a biological warfare instrument or to defend against one. So this had nothing to do with the ostensible purpose of this warehouse where they're selling tests for the Lord. Well, I think it has made a very clear point that the transgenetic mouse found from the Ridley Bound Labs from Chinese Communist Party-controlled military fusion project has only two purpose. Either they will be used to produce bioweapons, or they will be used to defense the bioweapons in the experiments. So now please tell me who of you would assume the illegal Chinese lab in Ridley plus this illegal, dangerous CCP agent Jesse Zhu who controlled it would use the worthy $1 million transgenetic mouse for bioweapon defense to protect America. And I'm so happy that this Congressman Dong has pointed this very critical problem in the press because he's also very professional in medicine and biological field. He really knows the unexplainable rules of the expensive transgenetic mouse in the biolab. And the significance is 
if it's not for defense, then it only can be used for the bioweapon production. So think about your enemy set up the biolab on your soil next to a U.S. military base among the communities that 26,000 people live. Also, CCP has paid at least $2 million in the past few years to develop this lab. And if you ask me, oh, their CCP released the bioweapon to America, how could? And think about CDC's inactions. Think about what happened in COVID-19 pandemic. I have told you that they intended to release the COVID-19 virus out of the lab for certain purpose in Wuhan and then intentionally spread it all over the world to cause the pandemic. Now, combined with this case, I think it would be more easy to understand and accept, right? Another clip uh, was from Congressman Jim Costa from California, and He's talking about the significance about this Ridley Lab. So our committee on Chinese Communist Party, uh, I think, has put together a bipartisan report that uh, outlines the gaps. And these are gaps that we should all be concerned about. I mean, if if a company was, uh, if a country was threatening us, uh, like China, what better way to to create havoc than to be able to spread through private labs all sorts of infectious diseases? I mean, we saw how unprepared we were to deal with the COVID. My gosh. What if this was a deliberately planned attempt to really, uh, you know, impact our country and our communities? Uh, obviously, the city of Ridley became very concerned, and, and the citizens, uh, you know, had to be reassured by the city. They were up in arms. They wanted to know, were there, was their health being compromised? Were their children's health being compromised? Were their schools being impacted? Well, Congressman Costa has clearly raise the point, given what happened in Ridley, what if the COVID-19 pandemic was deliberately caused? So yes, back to four years ago, almost all the Americans thought Chinese Communist Party was your friend, and almost all of you cannot even imagine Chinese Communist Party would develop a novel bioweapon and then release it intentionally all over the world to cause the pandemic. Now, we have seen more and more evidence pointed to the evilness of the Chinese Communist Party and reflects CCP's aggression against the Americans. And I need to mention that Congressman Jim Costa is a Democratic congressman, and he also wrote the foreword of the whole report. It means that when we face the national security issues like the bioterrorism threat, bipartisan legislators could work well together to protect America. This is a very good example. 
and I really appreciate their efforts, as I stated in the beginning of this episode. Let's finish the leftover part of the video. Investigation into Really Biolab shows that competent and driven local public servants like Jesslyn Harper and city manager Nicole Ziba can do great things in the service of their community. It also shows, however, that our nation is fundamentally vulnerable to pathogenic risk. The investigation has revealed that there are no safeguards, no tripwires, no monitoring, the acquisition of deadly pathogens and materials that could clearly be used for extraordinarily dangerous bioweapon research here on American soil. This must change. Everyday Americans hearing this news will ask an entirely reasonable question. How many other clandestine laboratories exist in the United States? What disturbs the select committee is not necessarily that it does not know the answer to this question. It is that no one does. Due to deep institutional failures and a lack of basic safeguards, our nation lacks essential biosecurity. Having a moment of competition with the Chinese Communist Party when we need it most. It is the goal of the select committee on a bipartisan basis and in coordination with other committees of jurisdiction to address this fundamental gap in our biosecurity and ensure that something like the Really Biolab never happens again. That is the outcome that America deserves. That is the outcome that we will achieve. Exactly. Everyone deserves the truth. And uh, this time, in the House report and the press, they have connected Chinese Communist Party, bioweapons, and the biolabs on American soils for the first time. And also, they clarify the possibility of the bioterrorism, bioattacks from Chinese Communist Party against Americans. And that's what we have pursued since the beginning of the outbreak, the pandemic of COVID-19. And I really want to appreciate the local public servant like Jesley Hamper and also the city manager Nicole Zeba. They have done their best to serve the people in the communities. They are the heroes. Without them, we would never know such biolabs existing in California, and we would have no possibility to know that CCP's aggressive and evil plans against Americans in the United States. So people always ask me why I insist that CCP is the origin of COVID-19, and why don't I uh, talk about the U.S. government's role in the development of the COVID-19 virus, although we have found a lot of evidence point to the compromised scientist expert like Ralph Barrick, Peter Daszak, and Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, as a provide the technology, U.S. taxpayers' money to China, or promote the nature origin theory to cover up the real origin of COVID-19 for Chinese Communist Party. And so my answer is, China is a dictator country, while U.S. is a democratic country. So when we talk about government, it's totally different. In China, government means the CCP regime, means that now, Xi Jinping is the dictator. Everyone needs to listen to him, and the government staffs work according to Xi Jinping CCP's instructions. 
Therefore, the development of COVID-19 virus as an unrestricted bioweapon and also the fabrication of the scientific evidence, nature origin theory, and the propaganda, all of them are the result of organized national strategy. And the CCP regime is an entity in charge of the whole crime. While in the United States, also we have seen that there are corrupted people in the government, irresponsible people in the government, like the CDC has behaved in the case. Or NIH Fauci, those people behaved during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, thank you for listening to the voice of Dr. Yin every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We will be on air on America Out Loud Radio Network and iHeartRadio. And after that, you can listen to it from various apps for free, like Pandora, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next week.